You are listening to Smaller on the Outside, the first, best, and only 24 podcast that you just can't miss. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and visit our webpage at sotopodcast.wordpress.com. Hello and welcome to Smaller on the Outside. My name is Dave, I'll be your CTU agent this evening, and with me as always is the analyst. Andy. That's right. And uh, today we're going to talk about season 4 of 24, which of course, as you know, you can follow on Netflix uh, as we talk about a podcast. And uh, before we do that, let's first talk, no, let's not talk about announcements. I don't have any announcements. No? Not this week. Not much has happened in the last seven days since we last recorded a podcast, I think. Um, it's not seven days. Oh, no, because we recorded we, we, we re-recorded it today. Whatever. Yeah, so let's talk about the, instead, uh, the prequel to season four. Because um, this was the first season that actually had a prequel to the, ser- uh, the next season. And most of them had a prequel after that. Um, from what I can remember... The uh, other prequels to the other seasons are a lot better than this one. This one was pretty much um, straightforward, really. It, it, it links everything that you need to know beforehand, but you really don't because they explain it anyways in the show. Um, basically, it shows how Jack Bauer was fired. It was because he was using heroin on the job and all this stuff. Well, see, that's stuff. the thing about, about um, heroin. <laughs> That's the thing about prequels. Um, the thing is, when you you have to, when you're the producer of the show, you have to assume the audience is not going to see the prequels, so they're not going to include anything that's super important for the show. They can be entertaining, but they're never going to include anything you have to see. No, they're not going to include anything you have. have anything you have to know. They're going to explain. In the, yeah, they're going to recap in the main show. Anyway. I don't think they're going to show anything that you have to know, but. I believe that the other uh, prequels really are more entertaining than this one. This yeah. was pretty much straightforward. It was like, you know, Jack was fired. He moved on to start um, dating Audrey and uh, working for the uh, Secretary of Defense and all this just random things. And and they're like, hey, let's have Jack uh, drop the f bomb and. Uh, <laughs> Because it's not network TV, we can get away with it. <laughs> 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 That's pretty much the whole reason they made it, so Jack would drop the f bomb. <laughs> I'm saying that right now as a fact. Um, fact, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, maybe, they, maybe they just always wanted Jack to be able to talk like he's in a rated R movie, but it's just felt weird now because you see him now for three years and. Season 4 of 24 is the one with Habib Marwan. 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 Do you miss your old job? I could have joined other agencies if I still wanted to work in the field. Is it going to be uncomfortable? What? Saying Driscoll again? She forced you out of CTU. I don't blame her for her decision. something else out of life. What kind of things? Yes. 
There was some chatter this morning about a possible attack. Hello, Aaron. Hello, Jack. What's happening with the suspect? Unfortunately for you, Jack, it's our problem, not yours. I know this guy. What are you doing? What's your login ID for Interpol overnights? I'm not comfortable with this. Chloe, please. You're in. Something's gonna happen at eight. I have information that you ignored about a larger hit that's supposed to take place this morning. Now I need you to reinstate me. You don't give me orders, Jack. You're making a mistake. Jack! What is your primary objective? What is your primary objective? Now, as the enemy becomes more unpredictable, what we will accomplish today will change the world. Look at this. You gotta tell somebody. As the world grows more dangerous, <gasps> everyone's dead. And now they're trying to kill me. So does he. This isn't a field ops call, Jack. We need authorization. <clears throat> this January. Authorities are not saying whether this was an accident or a targeted attack. It all comes down to one man. I want a visual at the location. Keeper Sutherland in the most critically acclaimed series on television. 24, the two-hour season premiere, Monday, January 3rd at 8, 7 central on Fox. Um, yeah, this is not a season that you can typically say, you know, the one with the threat, main threat, or secondary threat even. No, no, no. No, this one's is just about pretty much the villain who's pretty much taken straight out of the Roadrunner uh, cartoons. <clears throat> so, uh, it's basically about this guy named Habib Marwan who's doing all these terrorist things throughout the day. And uh, what you should know before the season begins is that Jack has been fired from CTU for his heroin addiction. He works for Secretary Heller and he's dating uh, his daughter Audrey. He's dating his daughter. Secretary Heller's daughter Audrey behind Heller's back. Keller is now president. From last season, he turned into president, uh, and he's aboard Air Force One going. I don't actually know where he's going. He's going to L.A., but we don't know where he's coming from. Right. It must have been all the way around the world going in the wrong direction because he's yeah. in the air for 15 hours. I think it's 16. 15, 16 hours, yeah. Uh, Tony was in prison, and he was freed thanks to Jack and Palmer, and he's ultimately considered an enemy of the state, even though that's not uh, official. He's not an enemy of the state, he's just, because he was in prison for treason, it's kind of hard to find a job. Yeah, it's hard to find a job. And uh, for some reason, Michelle left Tony. I think it was because he was drinking so much he couldn't get a job. Um, but then again, well, maybe he, he was drinking because he couldn't get. <laughs> maybe it was the other way around. Uh, <laughs> and he was also allowed to keep his Chicago Cubs coffee mug. Yes. Yes. That's um, super important. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Baru's Navi and whatever her his mom's name is, they they're this uh, family uh, that's that has something to do with what's going on today. And yeah, that was this season. Yes, it is. And he's dating uh, some American girl, and his parents are terrorists, and he's kind of forced to live their lifestyle, and he isn't digging it. Um, and then, finally, the new CTU agents this year are Edgar Stiles, Curtis Manning, Marianne Taylor, I believe, Sarah Gavin, who was the evil queen, 
Uh, Aaron Driscoll is the new uh, boss at CTU. And, of course, later on down the season, we get Bill Buchanan. Bill, 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 Bill! Which is awesome, because I always said after this point, I was like, you know, Bill is the new, uh... Bill! Alright, so this season has 4X. 4. Um, Are you sure it's 4? It's not like 4 there's 5? At, there's at least 4 main X. Uh, but that's pretty much loose, because it starts off... And one episode, you know, there's a train derailment, and that's part of the first act, but the rest of the act had to do with uh, Heller being kidnapped with, along with Audrey. And what happens is, some for something, a train gets derailed, and there's this uh, briefcase that was inside of it. We don't know what's in this briefcase, um, but we do later on. Uh, but... And Secretary Heller, he stops to talk to his stoner son to quit with his antics because it looks bad for his job. And then he and Audrey are kidnapped. Um, which throws Jack back into the world of CTU because he wasn't working for CTU at this point. Um, Jack and his replacement, the, uh, the dude who was playing Jack's role at CTU. Uh, dude. Jack and dude... <laughs> Ronnie. Ronnie. Yeah, his replacement, the guy who's doing Jack's role now in CTU's name's Ronnie. So he and Ronnie tracked down a lead, lead that uh, was close to Chloe because he's not Jack. His replacement, Ronnie, is immediately killed in the line of action. He's killed off. Because and he's not Jack? Because he's not Jack. Right. That's right. Because he's not a main character. He can die. But he was a, a well-known actor. I've seen him in other things, not only Frequency. I just can't think of him right now. Um, so he follows this guy who just killed Ronnie. Uh, and he thinks he's going to lead him to uh, Secretary Heller's whereabouts. But because he needs satellite coverage, he tracks him to a gas station and impersonates Robber and takes the whole place uh, hostage. It all kind of is useless because the guy he was tracking kind of kills himself in a truck, kind of veers out in front of another truck uh, coming down the other Well, it line. wasn't useless because they did get some phone calls he made and were able to find the location to where yeah. he was going. They, they find out where he's going and then the president's like, well, let's just blow up the whole place because we don't want to make Secretary Heller's death look so bad on our nation. Let's just blow up the whole place and make it... <laughs> let's just look the other way. And Jack's like, no, I'm going to take this place down myself. And he kind of goes in there with six minutes to spare. And he saves the uh, Heller and Audrey in like five minutes. And then, boom, act one was done. I he, think it started off strong. Yeah. The uh, second act had to do with a nuclear fallout. And it's had to do with that uh, briefcase that they were that the, those people grabbed from the train. It had... Um, I think the second act had potential. Yeah. Yeah, they they found this. Uh, what was it? Um, the, the thing inside the, thing the inside briefcase. The briefcase was called the override. The override, which had power to control all of the nuclear reactors around the country, which was insane. And they were gonna just make them melt down and kill everybody. So, in order to stop that, Edgar is able to use his hacking skills to shut off about eighty percent of the reactors and one actually goes off and 
Uh, poor Edgar, conveniently, his mother was in the same city as the first it, It's meltdown. their way of making us actually care about this reactor because it's not in Los Angeles. Right. So, his mom can't get out and she like puts a bullet to her head or something. We don't know. She kills herself. I'm not exactly sure how she does it. She's like an old, frail lady that can't even move. <laughs> just she like, probably has some kind of medic medicine that if she takes too much, she'll kill her. After that, Jack finds the uh, Baroos and his mother. After he finds them, he finds out when the all the rest of the reactors that are still active are actually going to melt down. Then Curtis and Jack find the father of that family, Baroos' family, Baroos' father. Baroos kills him, and they find Marwan at this... Uh, building. This weapons developing building he was a long time worker of and he was uh, okay, si yeah. he's setting off the nuclear reactors from there and he kind of ran off like the cartoon character he is every single time they almost caught him he ran off in another direction and they were able to stop the rest of the nuclear reactors from his workstation. End of Act 2. Act 3 has to do with an EMP and an assassination attempt on the president. Jack finds this building, and it's linked to the terrorists, but it's also linked to um, Paul's uh, workplace. Paul owns the company or something. Paul's Audrey's ex-husband. <laughs> and uh, so they go there together to try to figure out um, what exactly they know about Habib Marwan and how to stop him and all this, and they start just doing computer stuff. And he, uh, Jack needed Paul because Paul knew their computer systems and he knew their security routines and all this. So they brought him to this building. And they start hacking into stuff and the head of this company was kind of just spying on what they were doing. But they didn't want some, loca uh, they didn't want some stuff to leak and make their company look bad because they were working with terrorists and uh, the terrorists were selling them weapons and they were selling terrorist weapons or something like that. And uh, so what they do is they take their convenient EMP that's in the building and they set that sucker off, uh, destroying eight mile uh, radius of electronic information. And then suddenly uh, it's the end of the world. <laughs> it looks like a zombie apocalypse as everybody's like uh, stealing things from stores and killing people and stuff like that. And there's fire and then there's stuff like that. You specified zombie apocalypse, not just apocalypse, but zombie apocalypse. Yes, okay. because in 24 a lot of people die, so it stands to reason. Not really. Throughout all this time, there's this guy we don't really know what's going on. He's impersonating a pilot in the military, but we don't know why until the end of the act. And uh, he's also working for Marwan because Marwan's behind everything because he's a cartoon character. It turns out this, uh, this pilot impersonates uh, a military pilot and he goes into the stealth uh, fighter jet thing. A stealth whatever. And uh, he flies up to the sky and he shoots down the president from Air Force One but it's only uh, Keller's fault because no reason why he would be in that plane for 16 hours. <laughs> after that happens, after the plane goes down, President Charles Logan is sworn in for the first time, and he starts making bad decisions. I like how we never find out what's going on with Keller after that, because they said Keller, That's right. Keller didn't die in the plane, 
He was but just he was, hurt. Yeah. He, was, he was knocked out or something, and so uh, Logan needed to take over. But we never find out what happened to him after that. That's right. And by the way, uh, I kind of stopped making specific notes around Act 4 because that's when I was kind of getting the, uh, you gotta give, give me a break or something. This season is so ridiculous. Um, we're on, see, they, this, the fourth and final act had to do with the nuclear football, which was this uh, briefcase that the president carries around with him at all times that controls all of the uh, nuclear missiles all around the world. Uh, around the country. Around the country. And uh, they are able to get this football from the wreckage of Air Force One, but kind of, but they only need one of the missiles in order to make their statement. Yep. Which is they hate L.A., basically. Um, <laughs> they don't hate L.A., they hate America. But they are always targeting L.A. Well, it's just a convenient target. So here, here's what I have written here for uh, Act 4. He has the nuclear football, and he has the missile, and then Logan makes bad decisions, and then Palmer shows up, practically taking over role as President of the United States, and then Logan disappears, and then the Chinese consulate thing happens. Basically, Jack goes in, and he needs a, a source that will lead him to Marwan, um, and the Chi Chinese won't let that happen, so Jack goes in there and takes him. And then the president of the Chinese consulate gets killed in the process because he's an idiot. He just runs in front of all the gunfire. <laughs> Pretty much. So the, his own people kill him, but they are holding, you know, CTU responsible and stuff Now, like I don't know if I mentioned it in the last episode, but I was under the impression that we would get more of Palmer as president. And see, I, I, I thought I was remembering him continuing to be president. But it turns out I was remembering him basically taking over the president uh, for Logan. Because basically he was the president. It's he was the president. Logan basically said, here's the presidency. I am terrible at this. You do your thing. I'm going to go take a nap. Yeah. He shows up a little bit later. But for a good portion, it's just Palmer they're taking the making the decisions. So... That's why you everybody that. everybody treats Palmer like he's already the president. So even though he's a he basically is. even though he's a completely different um, race, uh, not race. <laughs> he is wow, the, he's a completely different political party than yes. Keller and Logan and all that fun stuff. So there's no reason why he would be helping them. Yeah, why why would Logan get somebody from a different party who's somebody who probably disagrees on just about everything? He Right. Uh, and then Paul dies because he takes a bullet for Jack in one of the missions when the EMP went off. Well, he dies because Jack stopped him from being uh, helped because he's yeah he's he's, uh, he's helped. helping the Chinese dude that yeah, they that, that they kidnapped because he he needed medical help and so he decided to give the medical help to the Chinese dude and then Paul and dies. Not Paul. Yeah. And so Paul. Dies. Well, it's half that and half the fact that the medical team at CTU is incompetent. Yeah. If you're going into CTU medical, there's about a 90% chance you're not going to make it. And then the Chinese uh, want Jack's blood because they figure out, you know, he's the one that's behind the attacks. They just need proof in a written statement or spoken statement, rather, so they get that later. And then the missile goes off anyways. Uh, it could go anywhere in the U.S., but most people think it's Washington, D.C., when in actuality it was going to Los Angeles. Honestly, Washington, D.C. makes a lot more sense. Yep. 
<laughs> and then Jack fi uh, finds and takes Marwan down, but then Marwan escapes again because a he's a cartoon character. And then Mandy randomly shows up again. And then Tony is kidnapped, and then Michelle is blackmailed, and then Tony is saved, and then Marwan is caught, and then Marwan dies. And then they find and stop the missile because they find out from Marwan's possessions that it was going to Los Angeles, and they shoot it down within the first ten minutes of the last episode. The reason it goes to Los Angeles... How is Jax going to save the day if it's in Washington, D.C., and you've only got a good point. an hour left? Jack Bauer can't save the day if it's in freaking Washington, D.C. And, uh, I mean, unless, he's t unless he can teleport, which you never know. It kind of seems like he, he might be able to teleport based on this season. And as the day winds <laughs> down, Jack is about to hand himself over to the Chinese, but it turns out somebody in the White House doesn't think Jack should be uh, taken into custody because he could hand over, uh, you know... Important information, important, um, information to the Chinese that they can't let out. So somebody within the administration of the White House orders his death. Yep. So Palmer calls Jack and says, don't hand yourself over to the Chinese. You're going to get killed. And then Jack decides to fake his own death in order to escape that. And then he walks down the railroad and it's the end of the city. <laughs> And then he walks down a railroad. <laughs> he just walks down a railroad. And Jack Bauer, uh, you know, he, he fakes his death, so at the end of the season, most people think he's dead. The only people that don't, uh, that know he's actually alive are Chloe, Tony, and Michelle, I believe. Um, Audrey thinks she, thinks he's dead, but it's okay because she already broke up with him. It's not like they were going to have any future together. Oh, boy. And Bill Buchanan no, thinks I he's think dead. It's, I think it's going to be important that Audrey thinks he's dead. Oh, and Palmer knows he's alive, too. Yeah, Palmer, too. Yeah. So, there's all that. Um, as for, uh, That was the season, but as for the subplots, we had the Ber and, uh family plot, and that was important for the first two um, major arcs of the season. Uh, and then they just kind of disappeared because all the members died, at least we think so. Baruz well, disappeared. They they captured Baruz and we never saw from him again. <laughs> Either that or we missed something. I, th I, I don't think so. Um, Tony and Michelle, we didn't see that one coming. No, I actually I expected them to show up in the first episode, but I was thinking of the wrong season. We're, yeah, we're thinking of what happens we believe in the next season. But instead, this the subplot was that Tony and Michelle, you know, were split up. Status unknown. <laughs> we still don't know. Uh, <laughs> but we, but they show up, when they're split up, we had no idea about this. And then they're kind of forced to work together again when Jack gets Tony working at CTU again, and then they call in Michelle. And Even though he's of, a traitor. And they're kind of forced to work together, and they kind of fall in love again, and it Don't was... worry that Tony's been tried for treason or anything. He can work for CTU again. <laughs> Don't worry about him being a mole. No, what was the, 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 the scene where Jack's like, I need to know, is this what you want? Do you want to work at CTU? And then he's like, all right, Jack. All right. Yeah, let's do it. And then he said, all right, everybody. Listen to Agent Almeida. <laughs> I'm like, he's not working there yet. You just hired him. You have to go through the proper channels. <laughs> And they're all alright. Um, the the relationship garbage, the um, the love triangle between Jack, Audrey, and Paul. <laughs> it was pretty much Twilight right there. Um, basically, Paul wants Audrey back, but she's with Jack. But she's not so sure about Jack because Jack is a freaking psycho when he's working for CTU. 
and he just lets death uh, encompass him all around him. Or maybe because she doesn't like that he tortures everybody. That's who? Including her brother. Yeah. Basically, she was kidnapped, her father was kidnapped, her brother was tortured, her husband is killed, and Jack's a freaking psychopath. She seems to have a good life. Hmm. Stay away from that family, Jack. And then there's Curtis and Marianne. Marianne was this year's mole. And who is she played by? Uh, Alicia Tyler. Uh, yeah, Aisha. Tyler. Aisha. Aisha Tyler. She is the. She went from being the mole uh, in CTU to being the host of Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah. Um, Aaron Driscoll. She's got her crazy daughter. This was probably the the stupid, you know, part of the season that really didn't need to happen. Um, they needed to get rid of Aaron Driscoll. They kind of figured that out early on, and they're like, how do we get rid of her? Okay, yeah, let's basically, this daughter she's got her. this bipolar daughter who's completely psycho. She stopped taking her meds, and uh, Driscoll it's decided... Not bi- it's not bipolar, it's paranoid schizophrenic. Okay, well, she stopped taking her meds anyway, and then she was freaking out on people. So Driscoll told uh, some medics to bring her to CTU Medical, and because, you know... Uh, CTU Medical are incompetent doctors. (laughs) She somehow managed with dozens of doctors around her to kill herself. And Edgar Edgar questions this too, and I'm like, all right, that's that, you know. Yeah, he he asking the good questions there, Edgar. He goes, he goes, well, that doesn't make no sense. You know, there's a bunch of doctors around her, (laughs) and I'm like, thank you, thank you. Is a conspiracy. The doctors killed her. Because they were, you know, well, annoyed with her personality. Well, there's that, you know. But they they pretty much kill anybody that comes down there because they work for CTU and they're just used to killing everybody. They're only trained to kill. They don't know how to heal. That's right. <laughs> and this isn't a medical drama, you know. This ain't ER. <laughs> this ain't house. This ain't house. This ain't none of that, all right? This is, this is 24, where people die almost every episode. So, sorry. And now, the other subplot was... was what I called, let's play, who exactly is the president this season? Because <laughs> we never really know. I mean, we do, but it's like, first it's Keller, then it's Logan, then it's Palmer. It's who not really... Keller, it's Keeler. Keeler? Keeler, not I Keller. I keep saying Keller. Yeah. Because you want to say Keller because Heller. Heller and Keller. Keeler. Heller and Keller. <laughs> yeah. But no, okay, Keeler, President Keeler, Logan, and Palmer all have presidential duties this season. And it's all supposed to take place within a 24-hour period. And it's kind of ridiculous, actually. Um, so, that's every everything in this season is ridiculous. Yeah. Now, here's what I have. Okay, as far as Kim, Chase, and Angela go, they weren't in this season. Um, which either means... Uh, it probably means they figured out one of their main problems with writing 24. They had an explanation for that, but I, I, I kind of tuned it out. I didn't... They were, they just retired, you know? I guess. I mean, basically they figured out, okay, we we don't know how to develop Kim's character, so. (laughs) She's stupid. Let's get rid of her, and then they're like, okay, Chase is weighing down Jack, let's get rid of him. Right. Good choices, good choices, but, uh. I agree. Good choices, uh, but I, uh, I still would have preferred the writing of the last season over this one, too. I personally would not have brought in Edgar. I, 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 I think like the character is okay, but he's unnecessary. The, the I like he, he he's kind of like the chase to Chloe. I I like the uh the the babbling between him and Chloe. It's like yeah. perfect. It's perfect. It's good, but 
it's kind of like Chase and Jack, where Chase brings down Jack's position because they're both the same, and Edgar brings down Chloe's position because they're both the same, too. Well, Chloe was, like, gone most of the season. Yeah, and that that's part of why I don't want Edgar to be there. That's what I have for written down for Chloe, is that we had a glimpse at the importance of Chloe this season, even though Edgar took up most of her glory, as Kim did in season three. Mm-hmm. It was specifically when Chloe told Jack that if there was anything she could do for him, she was there, and that pays way for every single season since, which is one of the most important things said by Chloe in any given season on 24. Uh, which, for such a lame season, is impressive. And she used a machine gun this season, which is one of the most unforgettable things Chloe ever does, ever in the series. And again, for such a stupid season of 24, you know... It's, it's got a few cool moments. I think I think the season started well. It had I think the fir- whole first act is great. I think the the idea of the second act could have been better than it turned out, but the rest of it is just like come on. <laughs> yeah, this is what I this is what I said. The ending in, is good too, the very ending. I I said in general for the season this is what a cluttered season of 24 looks like. You can't say the one with the, you know, quote-unquote, because there is no main threat. Instead, every six hours, or approximately every six hours, we're given a whole new threat, or threats, plural. Or we don't even know what the threat is. Or we don't know what the threat is, like when the pilot was about to kill the president. Yeah. And if you think about it, it's kind of like uh, four seasons, or days of 24 put into one, and the usual concept is main threat and then finding out what that occurred and that and pretty much day four does that four times but most of the time it doesn't even tell you why the, the these threats are happening other than the basic basic uh idea that this marwan character hates america so what the then, other the other seasons were very political with their answers on what they're doing it's really well written out but this was just, i hate america i'm gonna start destroying things and like Every episode, it seems like they're going through all these troubles to figure out what's going on, and then suddenly, so- they find something, and it's like, boom, they're, you know, they already solved their problem really quickly, and it's almost like if you blink, you'll miss what the solution to their problem was, and it seemed like that happened every episode, and then there's the whole real-time thing was completely messed up in this season. People were going, like, I think, um, Chloe, Chloe, Chloe had to go, uh, to the field when she doesn't do that and it was like two minutes from when she left CTU to when she was yep. on the computer in in the uh, in the place that she was going yeah, that's so. why I also wrote down that uh, it feels like it lost a lot of its uh, strength and spirit it adds a lot of opportunity for action and violence but as far as real time goes in 24 it was really bad they, it's it's almost completely ignored the, only, the thing, only time it works is when they specifically say, this is going to take 10 minutes, or this is going to take 6 minutes. They spe- when they specifically list a time, then the real time works, because then they have to hold it to that. But, but when most they don't, of the time, it's not there. I mean, you see the sky going dark and light, and you see yeah. that the presidents in the Air Force won for 16 hours, <laughs> which is almost worse. It's like on slow motion or something. That Anywhere, he, like if you think about it on... Uh, Okay, I think it takes 13 hours to go from Australia to, like, London on a plane. But if you went that direction, for, like, if, if he started in Australia 
and he was going to Los Angeles, you wouldn't go in that direction. You'd go over the Pacific Ocean, and it would probably take maybe eight hours or something. It would take less time. Probably not even that much. But, uh, so, whatever he did, he went around almost the entire world, and he went in the wrong direction. So, I mean, that's, that's the best case scenario. In the worst case scenario, he's just been circling around in the sky for 16 hours for no reason. <laughs> that's pretty much what he's doing. Or he's just sitting on the ground, like, why? I would have at least ha liked to have some kind of explanation. Right. So, season four was so cluttered, and way too much stuff was happening. And you think about each of these things, if they actually developed it a little bit more, this could be spread out for a good four seasons. I mean, each each little threat was technically... Like, they could have done something really good with all of them. But instead, they're shortened in order to, I don't know, give more action and, and violence or, or whatever, more deaths, more... But the character development's gone. The, yeah. uh, the time... The real-time aspect's gone. All they can really say is the following takes place between this hour and, and this hour. And the story is not very well developed. Like, nothing, like, the writing is very poor in this season, basically. Yeah. They, they just wanted to it, it make it a flashy season. Even then, they, I didn't think they did a great job with making it the best action-packed season, either. Yeah. There was a few cool moments and stuff, but... Your most... I, I think for I the got most, bored sometimes. Yeah, for the most part, you want something specific for a season of 24. And this just doesn't deliver. I think it's got a good start and a good end... The whole middle part is like, no. <laughs> yeah. So what I had before in our last podcast is I said, well, let's talk about the best, you know, season, best threat, best Jack, best written. And I think for the most part, all that crap. Same. It's same as we had before. The best season overall, I said two, you said three. Best threat was season three. Best Jack was season two. And best written was number season one. Right. And, uh, but now we can talk about worst season, which is clearly <laughs> season four. <laughs> I hope it gets better from here on. I don't remember. This has been a long time yeah, since we've been. We're worried. We're really yeah. worried about the rest of the season. We were because... young. We were young back then and easily impressed. So I'm, I'm worried that my op opinions of 24 yeah, may, may be skewed. We're super worried because <laughs> when it comes down to remembering the seasons of 24, one through three are still the most prominent seasons. Yeah. And then the rest of them are just kind of bleh, they kind of blend together. You, you know some things here and there. I remember enjoying it. I just don't remember much about them. Right. I remember specific threats. I remember specific threats. I remember specific things Jack does. I remember specific... I can't I think of what... certain deaths... Yeah. I'm just worried. I'm worried that they're, yeah. they're gonna, that the rest of them are just going to be kind of cluttered because they want more action just like that. I think I having know. Logan as president is going to get better. Yeah. I remember how the, how I think, the next I season starts. I think next season is going to be better than this season from what I remember. Yeah, I think so too. But this one, I think, is... Uh, they they need to, to learn why the few, the few things from their mistakes this season. Oh, yeah. Was so. this what this couldn't have, no this wasn't the writer strike was it? No, not even that. No, that was between uh, between six and seven. Yeah. So we're not even there yet. So Basi basically, they started actually filming season seven before the writer strike happened. They had to stop and then delay airing the season for another year. Basically, what would you say is the best part of this season, though? Um, the best part I think is the first act. 
the first act alone where the whole first uh, act. Hillary's kidnapped and Audrey's kidnapped and they get saved and all that. Yeah, I think so. And I think maybe him capture him uh saving the day at the end of that act is probably some of the cool stuff. Um I might disagree with you. I it's the best written at least. What do you think? I would have normally said the nuclear football act, which is the last act, mm. but at this point, it's, the, it's hard to say because you're so annoyed with the season. I already. think I think it, it it played off pretty lame. Actually. But I would I probably would say Act Two and say the uh, the nuclear fallout. And if they there I was, think that had a good potential. I didn't think there, it paid off they, very well. Right. I think for the most part, it's the premise of the second. Uh, um, act that I would have said if it was stretched out, it would have been a great. What season. I would have done is I would have taken the first two acts and make that the whole season. That's probably what I would have done. Which is probably what they could have done. They could have said that, and then they could have put the EMP and the the, the threat they on. They could have thrown Keeler. those in there. Yeah, they could have thrown those in there too. But I would have made those two the main two threats. But there's just way too much in this, and you're gonna think this is 24 hours. No, it's not. There's no such thing as real time anymore. People are going from one city to the next in a minute two, and it's. It, but at the same time, the Keeler's in the freaking plane for 16 hours, which doesn't make any sense. It's not just. It it's just messed up time. They they don't have any concept of real time, um, unless they specifically mention how long something's going to take. That's the only time it actually works. What about characters though? What what's your favorite non-Jack character this season? My favorite non-Jack character, possibly Heller. You like Heller? I like Heller. I'm not a huge fan of Heller. I like. I like him, but I'm not a huge. Fan. I liked how he handled himself when he was captured, and how he handled himself trying to escape and helping Jack. I liked all that. Um, I like. I think Edgar's okay. Uh, Curtis is okay. They're all just okay to me, but I, I think Heller stood out. Mine might be, uh, might be Curtis. Curtis? Because he's cool. He's really he's cool. cool. He, he's like, he's like the partner for Jack. I think he would be a great partner. Uh, he, he plays by the books, but if he has to, he'll kind of skim by and let somebody do the right thing. Kind of like Bill. Bill! Bill Buchanan's my favorite character. <laughs> Sorry, I had to think about that. Bill Buchanan. Yeah, I would say Bill is pretty good too. Bill's a great character. He's uh, he's like the perfect Chappelle. Um, he he uh, he's Chappelle if Chappelle actually agreed a, with Jack once what, in a while. If Chappelle was a good character, this would be him. Bill yeah. uh, was my favorite character for a uh, favorite non-Jack character for a long time. But I mean, other than Jack, other than Chloe, other than the main ones, uh, Bill just kind of stands out. He should have more recognition. He's kind of like. Um, George Mason if George Mason wasn't a jerk. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and for some reason they're talking about Bill and Michelle having this fling. Oh, that was just wrong. That was stupid. They shouldn't have never wrote about that. I was like, oh, come on, no. When are you going to tell me, Michelle? When are you going to tell me about you and Bill? Huh? Because <laughs> it's not your business. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Just do your job. Open up a socket. <laughs> On March 31st, we're going to be talking about 24, day 5, season 5, whatever. Um, you can, in the meantime, you can watch that yourself on Netflix. And uh, it's on. It's still HD, uh, season 7. But uh, We're going to get the Blu-rays for season 7 and 8. Um, 
because we own we own the whole season uh, the whole series other than season yeah, 7 yeah we own and eight. the whole series on DVD except for season 7 and 8 but the problem is DVDs aren't HD so we watched them on Netflix because that has HD but then it has those screwed up graphics so that's <laughs> kind of annoying <laughs> but at least it's HD that's HD um, this season wasn't wasn't surround sound for some reason it was only stereo maybe it was season. just our connection or something no no it was just this season because I watched something last night and surround sound just worked just fine um but we're going to talk about season 5 on the 31st. Check it out on Netflix and then get back to us on the 31st. Or just listen to us and talk about 24, even though you have nothing, you have no idea what it's about. Um, <laughs> because we are leading up to 24 Live Another Day, which again is May 5th, and which is going to also be the day of our third season finale as well. And coincidentally, our 24th episode. Of Swallow on Outside. Ever? Ever. That's kind of cool. Yeah. We'll catch you next time. Give us a comment. Subscribe to us. Follow us on whatever. iTunes, Stitcher, WordPress, Podomatic, all that. Facebook. Facebook, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the username for pretty much every single one of them is Soto Podcast. Um, so you can find them yourself. Um, <laughs> actually, the links to everything that you need are on our WordPress, so to podcast at wordpress.com. Yep. So check that out. Give us a shout out. Give us a comment. And we'll catch you next time on Smaller on the Outside. My name is Dave, and I am the CTU agent this evening. I am Andy, and I am the analyst. <laughs> you never remember what he is. I am the uh, companion. <laughs> nope. Oh, sorry. You are the analyst, and we'll catch you next time on Spinal on the Outside. Thank you for listening to Smaller on the Outside. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and visit our website at sodapodcast.wordpress.com.